It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Sounds like it was a quick and easy surgery for Joe Burrow, plus some good news for some players on the pup list and observations from day one of training camp. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We cover the Cincinnati Bengals every day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network on Lockdown Bengals. So make sure you hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Make sure you hit the follow button on your audio platform so we're delivered to your devices every day when we upload our new updates on all things Bengals. Joe Burrow had a quick and easy surgery. Sounds like he's headed home from the hospital by the time you listen to this episode of Locked On Bengals. Some good news on the pup list to get into. Some standouts from day one of training camp, even though Joe Burrow wasn't present. Plenty to talk about today as the Bengals have gotten things underway across the street from Paul Brown Stadium downtown. We'll start with Joe Burrow. He had his appendectomy. Yesterday, we weren't sure whether or not that procedure had been completed. Sounds like it went through without a hitch. And sounds like there's no real timetable for his return, per se. You ask Zach Taylor, they probably ease him back in. You ask Jamar Chase, he's probably going to come back tomorrow and act like nothing has gone wrong and nothing has happened. So the, the guy is tough. We know that, but... We also know that the Bengals will ease guys back from injury. But good news for Burrow that the surgery went without complication, without issue, and he's on his way home. Yeah, it wouldn't be shocking at all to see him in the facility maybe as early as Thursday by the time some people are watching or hearing this. That would not shock me. Now, again, in the facility is much different. It could be treatment. It could be just doing different things, doing different workouts. He is a a known for wanting to work out daily. And I'm not saying he's going to go through a super intense workout on Thursday, but wouldn't be shocked at all if he's here at the facility, Jake. But good news overall. I didn't think they would delay it a day or two. It it felt weird, right, saying that and thinking that. And so I'm glad they were able to get it done on Tuesday. Why? Because that means – 
they're that much closer to getting him back on the field. Because I got to be honest, covering camp was a bit weird without Joe Burrow. Not a fan of that. Not a fan of it. Um, so, I, you know, I, I'm glad that uh, this is going to be something that's, you know, relatively minor and we're going to see him soon. But th- there were also some some other good injury updates, uh, starting with Alex Kappa, mm-hmm. who got activated off the pup list. And I know some were concerned about it. I, I talked to him in the locker room. He referred me to his athletic trainer when when asked if he was all systems go, even though Zach Taylor was going to be uh, take it light with him early on. But he was out there. He did have a helmet on, didn't participate in the team sessions, but that's OK because he was out there. And I, I think if they were playing Sunday, he'd be able to play. The good news is they're not playing Sunday so they can take their time uh, with his recovery and make sure he's 110 uh, percent, not just 100 percent when he's on the field. Same is true for Samaje P. Ryan activated off of the physically unable to perform list. So a couple bits of good news for some Bengals veterans getting healthy and getting back in the mix of practice, even if it isn't a full go yet for Alex Kappa. Some participation certainly better than none. Lyle Collins was on the rehab field, of course, riding the bike at some point during uh, Wednesday's practice. And the, the one thing that we didn't mention yesterday, the Mike Garofalo tweet, Garofolo tweet, sorry, that I was thinking about when I was confused about who tweeted about what was that according to Garofolo, if it was a regular season, Collins would be good to go. So mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like it's anything of massive concern, at least at this point. And he's out there on the rehab field getting some work in. And Zach Taylor did also say that he will be expected to be ready for the regular season. Yep. And that's obviously great news. I watched him jog and he was jogging relatively slow but uh that doesn't mean that he couldn't run faster of course he was in a hoodie was alongside frank pollock for most of the practice um which by the way in a hoodie it was it wasn't hot hot like cincinnati august hot late july hot training camp hot uh on wednesday but it was still way too hot for a hoodie so uh my man lyle is uh trying to sweat it out a little bit i guess right and and get a little extra sweat in but uh overall he you know, looked fine, wasn't anything to be concerned about. And speaking of looking fine, he didn't participate in, in a lot of the team stuff or any of the team stuff, excuse me. But T. Higgins looked just fine, looked like normal T. Was reaching down, uh, caught a, a pass from uh, Drew Plitt, uh, who uh, the Bengals signed, by the way, on Wednesday, um, released John Brandon. Minor move, relatively speaking, uh, just to have a third quarterback with, with Joe Burrow out. But he is a, a Loveland native, which is a suburb of Cincinnati, for those that don't know. Anyways, uh, reached down a, a shoestring grab by T. Higgins. So it's like, oh, that shoulder is just fine. So he's uh, looked like he was all systems go, moving really well. And um, that's uh, really, really good news for this Bengals offense, obviously, because when you think about T. Higgins and and, and Jamar Chase and you don't want to miss one of those guys. And uh, Higgins looked the part and I I did talk to him and he said the biggest thing he was working on this offseason was mentally getting sharper and understanding the NFL game. And so it's not like his development necessarily got hurt by the shoulder injury with what he wanted to improve on the most. Yeah, these receivers for the Bengals, always worth remembering just how young they are, 22 and 23 years older, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. So coming into the league, quite young, quite a lot to learn. One other injury note is Logan Wilson was good to go, from my understanding, also in the same boat as T. Higgins and uh, Alex Kappa and these other veterans where my understanding is that he did not participate 
in the team part of the workouts, but was otherwise available for practice. Yep. Yeah, he and he uh, took place. It, the funny part is, is the one team drill he did take part in, and there was no contact, of course. There's no contact in practice right now, uh, was the uh, field goals at the end, which mm. we can talk about during our observations. Um, but he was out there, no contact, so it doesn't matter. And then one, hopefully not as serious as it looked, note. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, a really seemed to be serious injury. And and, and, and so we'll, we'll see uh, for um, – Holyfield, Elijah Holyfield. Uh, I was thinking of numbers because early in camp, 90 guys, you think of numbers. I was like 36. Elijah Holyfield yeah. suffered a right leg knee injury, was carted off, didn't look good. I hope it wasn't nearly as bad as it looked. But, uh, yeah, thinking of him, hopefully it's not as serious as it looked. Yeah, always brutal when you have these sorts of injuries in training camp and, and early training camp in particular. And for a guy who's trying to make his way onto a roster, trying to make his way onto the practice squad, you obviously wish all the best for, for guys in those positions, really anybody that gets hurt. But I feel like it's especially a, a little painful when when it is one of those guys who's on the fringe of the roster in the first place and and trying to win a job. So hopefully he's all right. Hopefully it's not as bad as it looked. But Certainly sending him all the best. Plenty of observations about practice itself now that we've got the injury updates out of the way to talk about today, including Stanley Morgan season? I hope so. We'll get into Morgan and other standout coming up, standouts coming up next. But first, I got to tell you about Built Bars. And this is actually the perfect time. It's the perfect time to talk about Built Bars because part of our observations in this next part of the show are going to be about a guy who looks like he's on the built bar diet about a guy who looks lean looks ready to go and yes he is battling for a position spot no it is not stanley morgan jr the suspense is building and by the way you should get on the built bar plan too because it's the number one protein bar on the planet and cookie dough chunk puffs are the newest addition to their amazing selection of protein bars. They only have 160 calories, a whopping 15 grams of protein, and they taste amazing. So get to built.com right now. Check out all of their different flavors. Order them because they, they're covered in 100% chocolate. They taste amazing. And when you do, make sure you use promo code LOCK15 at built.com and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 at built.com. Can't wait until we're finished this podcast, James. I'm going to go have one of those built puffs that are sitting in my pantry. Have a nice little afternoon snack. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Some standouts from practice on Wednesday. Excited to hear who you're teasing looks like he's on the Built Bar diet. I do want to start with Stanley Morgan Jr. Sounds like he had a couple of really nice catches today and had some opportunities to work in with the ones of course joe burrow not there maybe by the time t higgins is working in team joe burrow will be back anyway but in those team sessions uh stanley morgan getting those first team reps and i guess also worth noting while while we're going to get into stanley morgan 
The stand-ins for Alex Kappa and for yeah. Lyle Collins were Hakeem Adenogy at right guard and Isaiah Prince at right tackle. Yep. So there's been some speculation about Hakeem Adenogy's job security if they only keep nine offensive linemen. And, you know, Isaiah Prince is going to be a backup tackle. So there's your first indicator early in camp that Adenogy is coming first off the bench at right guard and Isaiah Prince, logically, I guess, coming first off the bench at right tackle. Let's talk about Stanley Morgan. I'm also curious about if you notice where Deontay Smith was working as he got in with the second team. But but let's start with Stanley Morgan. Yeah, Stanley Morgan Jr. was great. He was great. And I actually introduced myself uh, to him in the open locker room because even though I've covered him for a couple of years now, never met him in person and didn't get to talk to him during OTAs in person just because you're trying to catch up with as many guys. And uh was really nice. Wished him luck. And I'm not saying I'm the thing. Man, this dude. He balled out on on Wednesday. Three contested catches that were clean routes, and it's like, are they going to make that throw? He's going to always oh, going to make that throw. And Morgan just laid out for a couple balls, um, but three contested catches that I could think of where you didn't think that he was going to make the catch, but you saw the athleticism, really good hands. He was able to hold on to the ball in traffic. And again, he's not getting hit but there's still a defender on him and a defender around him. And guess what? They're not wanting to happen. They don't want Morgan to catch that ball. <laughs> and so they're chopping at it. They're trying to get it out. And so, uh, no, I, I was really impressed with what he was able to do. And that's the thing is if he flashes as a receiver, we know he's a good blocker. We know he's good on special teams. Like that's exactly what they're looking for at that fourth wide receiver spot. So it's early. You don't want to overreact, but I think the MVP of day one, Stanley Morgan Jr. And I think that he was a favorite for wide receiver for, unless you thought it was Mike Thomas, just because of how he was used last year. Last year, he probably played the most. I could verify this very easily. I think he played the most of any of the non-big three wide receivers, especially late in the year when they were using him a lot in, in run packages, especially after Auden Tate was hurt. But good to hear him showing off as a receiver as well, because as longtime listeners of the show remember, way back when... Morgan was draft eligible. Joe Goodberry and I were very, very keen on him as a draftable <laughs> prospect and landing him as a undrafted free agent was a nice little win for the Bengals. Let's uh, talk Deontay Smith really quick. I'm not saying he was a standout, but I am curious if Hakeem Adenogy was working at right guard. Where was, uh, where, where did you notice Deontay Smith working today? Tackle. Left tackle? And tackle. Yeah. Left tackle. So we'll, we'll see if he, Stays there if that's the plan. Um, to, to me, it, it's going to be interesting. We've talked about all these offensive line spots. The one battle, true position battle, is that left guard, right? And that was Jackson mm-hmm. Carmen. Uh, so we'll see. It's it's still early. Like it from an, an offensive line standpoint, it's just like OTAs for yeah. the next couple of days, and then that'll change when they get pads on and they can start hitting. But uh, yeah, Deontay Smith. I from what I saw, he was at left tackle. No, I can't lie. It's not like I had all eyes on seventy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he, from what I saw, he was at left tackle. Yeah, a lot to pay attention to, as you mentioned, with 90 guys or 90 or so guys around. Trey Hendrickson back, speaking yep. of 90-somethings. Uh, him, him and Sam Hubbard were, like, attached to the hip today. Like, not that they aren't normally, but they walked past me from the one field to the other in, in the media's in between, and I look, and they're talking to each other, and then, like, 10, 15 minutes go by, and I look, and 91 and 94 right next to each other talking. Hendrickson was on a knee, and, and Hubbard was talking to him. So 
man, they are, they really are attached to the hip. I bet Hubbard was lost during OTAs without Trey Hendrickson. I'm not going to lie. I, I think that he might have been a little bit lost. So what, what I'm hearing is we need a Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard, buddy cop movie. There we go. I, I don't know, man. I don't know about a movie. <laughs> Although, did oh, man, you see? Have you seen you Sam see, Hubbard's commercials? I'm not going to go there. Did you see? Uh, did you did you see the speaking of Sam Hubbard, the GQ yeah. photo shoot that the Bengals yeah. social media released? The Sam yeah. Hubbard one is really insane. Good. How did he pull that off? <laughs> it was so. Hey, good. these guys are all these guys are all athletes. All, all these guys, man. Freak. He's a freak. Yeah. Being able to he, do that. He's a giant man. He, he did test really well, in case you forgot. I like to remind people that Sam Hubbard I think did he, test incredibly well at the combine. Sam Hubbard might be a better ballerina than actor, maybe. I don't know. Ooh. Hot take, no, ballerina's yeah. not bad. No. I'm not saying could it's a, bad. I'm just saying. Could like, you be oh, a ballerina? No. I couldn't. I'd be a better actor than a ballerina. I'm yeah. just Because he was on two toes. Like, how do you do Yeah, that? no, I know. It's hard. Uh, who else stood out to you, James? Let's get back to the football on Wednesday. Who else stood out to you at practice on Wednesday? Well, all right. Let's get to it. Let's get to the position battle of all battles. We talked about it uh, on oh, Tuesday I have night a guess. Wednesday's show. A I guess? have a guess. A guess. Is it Cal Adamitis? No. Oh. Wah, wah, wah. All right. All right. Okay. 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 Um, so – my man on the built bar plan. And I don't know this for sure, ladies and gentlemen, but I do know that it looked like it was 2009 out there. I did a double take. And then I turned back and looked at Kevin Huber's former teammate, Tony Pike at the university of Cincinnati. And I said, Tony, why don't you look like this guy? Cause this guy looks like he's still in college. Kevin Huber is lean. He's mean. I, I did a, like a triple take wow. when he was holding today. I was like, is that short drew Christmas? Because you know how Kevin Huber, he's never been heavy. I'm not trying to say that, but it's not like he looked chiseled or anything. And he doesn't look necessarily chiseled, but he's definitely thinner. I mean, he he got rid of some bad weight. Looks really good. Can't wait to talk to him about this because I wonder what he did. I wonder what changed in his diet. But for the first time, he's battling for a job, and he looks the part. Like It's like, oh. Kevin Huber just morphed back. Maybe he called Tom Brady and got on the TB12 diet. Because if you're on the TB12 diet, you could probably punt for 70 years. But uh, he looks really good. There you go. Sam – or sorry, Kevin Huber. I'm still thinking about Sam Hubbard for some reason. Kevin Huber on the built Bar plan. Anybody else stand out to you on day one, James, for, for on-field performance? Uh, I mean, we could say on special teams, Evan McPherson didn't miss a field goal as far as I understand. And mm-hmm. the rookies the, the, the rookies and or young guys, Drew Christman and Cal Adamitis, were not working with the first team on special teams from what I understand as well. Yeah, um, but so, – so they weren't. You're right. But they, they did snap. Uh, in, in McPherson held or McPherson kicked and, and Chrisman held for him and Chrisman did a really good job holding. So McPherson was six for six, three uh, from Clark Harris and Kevin Huber, and then three from Kyodomitis and Drew Chrisman. And Kyodomitis had a few snaps that were like not awful, but it pushed Chrisman to to clean them uh, or, or uh, field them cleanly, yeah. and he did a great job at it. So. I, there's nothing today that I saw as I just praised Kevin Huber's physique that scared me about Drew Christman's holding. So I, I think that that job is going to be a fun one to watch because Kevin Huber clearly serious 
All right. If you went on a diet this offseason, you're clearly serious and, and change things up there, working out more, whatever the case is. And two, Drew Chrisman, what's his path to the roster? You better be able to earn that trust as a holder. And he did a good job despite a couple shaky snaps from Kyle Adamitis on Wednesday. That is good to hear for Drew Crispin. When we talked about the special teams battle, when we have talked about the special teams battles, I've felt like he had more of a chance in the first place mm-hmm. uh, of, of the specialists fighting for roster spots. So that that is interesting that it's starting out looking that way. But of course, we're only talking about three three holds at this point. It is yeah. early days yet. There will be many changes, and and we'll see how these guys how these guys are punting as well. Plenty more to talk about, I would say, after day one of camp. Some some interesting quotes from various players that we can get into, some other players that stood out at practice. So let's finish up our day one recap of the Bengals training camp coming up next. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. James, we haven't talked about the wide receivers very much for what they did on the field. And and perhaps that's because mm. Joe Burrow is not present at quarterback. Mm. We, we ha- I haven't heard you mention Chris Evans, which is a little shocking. Mm. I thought that wow. might be one of the, the early wow. names out of your mouth. But wow. You got anything else on the offensive side of the ball that, that you liked on, on wow. uh, Wednesday? Well, I got some notes, uh, a Jamar Chase note. Um, he's, he'd worked, did a lot of track work this offseason. Mm-hmm is at 200 pounds, not 205, says he wants to get back to 205, says he's lifting more in the gym than he did before. Maybe he's on the built Bar plan too. Didn't ask him. I'm going to ask him tomorrow now. Um, but the thing that uh, that stood out to me, he was like, I don't want to come off the field. He was like, I'm not getting tired anymore. And that's why he went through those track workouts. And so yeah. I love that. I, how many guys go for 1,400 55 yards, 1,455 yards, set the franchise record for receiving yards as a rookie, the rookie record, and just crushed Jalen Ramsey in key moments in the Super Bowl. And he's like, yeah, I can't come off the field anymore. So I I think that mindset, along with just some OTA stuff, wouldn't be shocked at all if we see more handoffs to Jamar and Mm. and a little more creative ways uh, to get him the ball. Wouldn't shock me. Just throw that out there now here, early camp observations. And putting him in the slot a little bit more. I'll be curious to know about those alignments, putting him in motion a little bit more. I think the Bengals started doing some of this more as the season went on. So that's something, certainly, if you're attending camp to keep your eyes on, just keep your eyes on number one pre-snap and and see where he goes, see where he's aligned. I, I also read that Jamar Chase is interested in some direct statistical competition with his former teammate at LSU, Justin Jefferson. They, they have apparently a touchdown bet already in place that they, that they made when they were working out together in California. And Jamar Chase also expressed that he hopes he gets to 2000, 2000 yards in a season before Justin Jefferson. So some lofty goals 
for one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver, depending on who you ask, for, for Jamar Chase in year two. Yeah, I mean, it. I don't blame him for saying that, though. Like, I like, you know, other people that cover the Bengals and other podcasts, right? But guess what? I hope Locked On Bengals stays number one, right? So that's basically all Jamar said. But, yeah, uh, 2,000, could he get there? I'll say this. I think it's sort of harder for Jamar to get there in this offense because I think T Higgins is better than any other receiver that the Vikings have. And they're going to be a little more run heavy, I'd say. So it, it might be, uh, it, it, it could be harder because Justin Jefferson could get a bunch of targets. Adam Thielen's been dinged up and I'm not going to overanalyze this too much. It's really hard to get 2000 yards regardless, but man, I mean, I didn't even mention Tyler Boyd just now. Tyler mm-hmm. Boyd would, you know, is, is in that Adam Thielen realm for sure. As far as receivers go, even though Thielen's put up bigger numbers in recent years. Mm-hmm. Let's let's move on, talk about some rookies, shall we? Cam Taylor Britt sounds like he had a nice pass breakup in his first training camp practice. Dax Hill mm-hmm. out there with the ones. What did you see from those guys? From I guess it's a little early for Zach Carter in the trenches. Not not a whole lot mm-hmm. to talk about in the trenches while the pads aren't on, but you talk about the defensive backs, and and we can probably talk a little bit about volson as well did and and how he looked in his first day of training camp practice yeah i mean with volson it's it's just really hard to tell yeah same trench idea but out there with the second team and yeah which is is good it's a good sign that he's out there with the second team you're right um as far as the other guys go let's start with daxel i think daxel looked like he took a step from an in-shape standpoint. I know he had been training, obviously, for the combine and was kind of in combine shape for OTAs. To me, uh, legs looked bigger. Uh, You you could see the veins popping and things like that. So I I think he was working between OTAs and training camp. Um, But a thing that stood out to me, and Dexel played well, and yeah, you're right, he was with the ones and uh, had a good play against Hayden Hurst and was guarding. So there you go. There's an example. He was guarding uh, tight ends and, and things like that. But Luana Rumo called him over after a play. And I got video of this. It, it, he talked to him for probably 15 seconds and was explaining stuff. And I don't know, it was just such a, a cool moment for me. I was just like, oh, that's really cool that you get to see that because rarely do you see the defensive coordinator talk with uh, a specific player like that uh, separately. But uh, no, Daxel looked good. Cam Taylor Britt, athletic. I mean, the athleticism really, really pops off. And they didn't do like one-on-ones with the receivers or anything like that. That's not going to happen. I I would expect it to be a couple days uh, before we see that. But I can't wait to see Cam Taylor Britt uh, just go at it with these receivers. And and one thing he did say, I forget. And he told it to one of these television reporters during the open locker room. Uh, He was like, oh, Joe isn't here. Damn, I wanted to pick him off and hand him the ball. So he's pretty competitive. I like Cam Taylor Britt. Love the confidence. Always have. Like that was one of the things when when they drafted him that we talked about. The way he carries himself, the way he plays, the energy mm-hmm. he brings, and, and the way he he plays the game of football. I think from from a non technical perspective, from a from a you know wishy washy. This is the way you carry yourself. Perspective is is very fun. And, and the athleticism popping off, also fun. Anything else from training camp, James? Because I have one other note that we can hit before we get out of here, if not. Just last thing, Tyler Shelvin did have a uh, wrap mm-hmm. on his left wrist, though. Did participate in practice, so good to go there. You know, cleared. It's not like there's an issue, but he, he's still nursing that a little bit or at least protecting it. 
So some things that we're going to watch in the next couple of days, James, I think is alignment for Dax Hill, how he's being deployed, if they're using him all over the place or if they're really working him at Jesse Bates' position, which is what the, the just I kind of got today is somewhere in between those two things. They were working him kind of in that sort of Jesse Bates role pre-snap as, as trying to get people set on defense, working on communication. But if he's if he's running with Hayden Hurst, you know, some differences. I also saw that he came from it looked like a, a split safety too high shell on a pass intended for Jamar Chase on the sideline uh, that wasn't completed. So looks like he's being used in multiple ways. So continuing to monitor his alignment, continuing to monitor health, of course, something we will be watching as guys start to get healthier, hopefully as training camp goes on and get more active in these practices. And then Jamar Chase, we talked about alignment for Jamar Chase. Is he going to be used in a more versatile fashion because getting him into into the slot should be a nice little productivity boost for him as well. Chris Evans, is he getting involved as a wide receiver? I'm curious there. And of course, when they start getting heavier into camp and, and get further along the punt return battle and some of those specialist battles that we talked about on yesterday's show will be interesting to watch as well, where I wanted to wrap up James, just really quickly, the seniors, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame finalists were announced and both Ken's, Ken Anderson and Ken Riley made this version of the cutdown as Bengals Ooh. fans wait for them to have their chance. There's a chance that both of them get in this year. So we'll see how that goes. That, that's technically possible. I'm not saying it's likely necessarily, but a good sign for both guys to have made the finalist list. For sure. No doubt about it. Ken squared. Hopefully they both get in. And uh, I, I do want to make a statement, though, about that. Why the hell are you announcing the Hall of Fame finalists the day all these training camps open? <laughs> Can you do yeah. it a week ago? Like, so they get a little love, a little mm -hmm. shine, a little something. Like, it was like the worst time ever. It's like baseball with the, the, the draft. They have yeah. games going on with their draft. Yeah. Well, that's dumb. So I, just it gets lost in the shuffle. Like, I didn't even get the right about it because I was at camp, you know? Like, and maybe I will at some point, but. You know, and maybe that's on me, but I, I think it just gets lost in the shuffle because camps are opening and it's not like NFL Network's going to talk much about the Hall of Fame finalists. It's probably a one minute segment, especially. I mean, these are the seniors and like the, the media and yeah. and front office types. This isn't the the main, you know, exactly. balloting or, or what have you. So that's uh, that's about it from day one of camp. We need Joe Burrow to get back here, James. I want to talk about some Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase stuff. I want to talk about. Joe Mixon running the ball behind this offensive line once the pads come on and, and some some edge matchups I'm excited for, some DJ Reader versus Alex Kappa and Ted Karras matchups I'm excited for, some, some use for some of these linemen, where these guys are lining up. Do we see Deontay Smith get opportunities in multiple spots or is he going to be primarily working as backup left tackle? Plenty of things to be curious about as camp goes on. Does Hakeem Adenogy get challenged at right guard or is he – is he going to be that backup right guard as of now? Sounds like that's his job to lose. So that's going to do it's it for early. this episode. It's early. It's early. It early. They could alternate. They could alternate. Let's not go crazy. Yeah, I guess we'll find out if, if Kappa continues <laughs> to be held out tomorrow, if somebody else is working at right guard in those team drills as they ease Alex Kappa back into the mix. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Training camp continues with another practice on Thursday. We'll have your updates after that practice. On YouTube, everywhere you get your podcasts, those episodes will be up in the evening for either your nighttime listening pleasure or your drive to work on Friday. 
Plus, back together Saturday will be a special edition of the Locked On Bengals podcast. So instead of Sunday night, when you might normally expect our episodes, since the Bengals are off on Sunday, we will have an episode for you on Saturday after back together Saturday that will carry you over until the Bengals are back at practice on Tuesday. That's going to do it. Like I said, hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Until next time, who day and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.